0: Sometimes we're right, and sometimes we're wrong,
1: and that's right. And welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. It's Jeff.
0: Hey guys, and there is the Wells. Hey next everybody! To me. Happy 399, boys. Boys, we're almost to 400, boys.
2: I know, boys. It's kind of weird. That's a lot of recording. Yeah. That's a lot of our brand of jackassery out on the internet somewhere. That's
1: a lot of beer that we've had, and yeah, it's been a hell of a journey. It's been a hell of a ride. So, uh, what have you guys been up to since the last time we recorded? Um, my uh, CO2 tank went
0: dead in my kegerator so I had to go get that filled and uh, then while I was there I was like you know I bet the reason that it, it kit or my tank emptied so quickly is I didn't have anything hooked up to the other connection maybe my sinky wasn't didn't have a good solid lock on it and it just leaked out so I should probably go ahead and get another keg while I'm here yeah so I did what? that <laughs> So that's fine. So yeah. yeah. It's it's about that time of year where it's stupid hot and then here within like the next couple of weeks the big cold front comes through and it's gonna feel like autumn and I'm gonna wanna drink Mechtoberfest like a fiend. So I went ahead and prepared myself and got one from a yeah, fridge. Got your got your keg
1: ready. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Uh welly wells been up anything?
2: went back to Asheville, showed some other people around my favorite spots this time. So cool. Had a nice little overnight trip and uh Finally found a good late-night cocktail spot in town. I've, I've been... feels like I've been looking for one for a while, and either...
1: You would feel like that would be, like, one of the easiest things to find in Asheville. It's not
2: a very late-night town. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Things kind of get shut down 11, 12 o'clock.
1: Which, um, you know, you think about Charlotte. If Unless you're in certain parts of town, it kind of is the same way. Like, it's not a real late-night city.
2: That's fair, but... There are, like, and, and maybe it's just a familiarity. Like, I could it, I, at least know of places that are open. Right. You know, until two, for example. But, uh, yeah, finally caught one. Nice.
1: So, is it, let me ask, is it upscale ish? Okay, because we all know what that code means. No, I mean, I, expensive I, as fuck.
2: No, it wouldn't do that. Okay. okay. I
1: mean, it doesn't always mean that, but in this damn city, it does. Oh, it's an upscale restaurant. Oh, so you're going to charge me three times the amount for a plate of food. My favorite
0: was the time there's a a local food truck that makes a very specific type of sandwich. And every item on their menu features Pullman bread. Like it's some big fancy thing. And one day I'm like, hold up. Click, click, click. It's white bread, y'all. Yeah. It's it's white bread.
1: It's just the thicker white bread. But but I mean... And it's made a tad different, but yeah, not enough for an upcharge for it.
0: Yeah, like not enough that you really should be making a big deal on every single sandwich because it's made with Pullman bread. And I'm just like, whatever,
2: man. If every single sandwich is made of the same bread, then you should just say at the top of the page, our bread's feature or our sandwiches feature Pullman bread. And then you go on and show what's different about them yeah but that's just me yeah old man did, ranting about
1: sandwiches
0: i I did go uh into a big box store um and I had one of those moments where I was overwhelmed by the volume of choices and disappointed with nearly all of them <laughs> You know, I mean it's just like it's it's all of this beer That could potentially be good But most likely is meh yeah. And I don't know that I can trust Any of these
1: brands Anymore and Well and, and we've got a metric shit ton of stories But um, you guys Sorry, sorry. no it's okay it's okay. Um, you guys will hear this And I don't know If I've decided should I do this special Thing we did like on the same days We dropped four should I do it the next day What do you think?
0: We'll see how four goes.
1: Okay. I mean, I already kind of told Mark, so I guess I've already pot committed to when I was going to do it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um,
0: Also, like, living up to any promises to Mark ever meant anything. Yeah,
1: true. But on the special little deal that we all did Saturday, or some of us did on Saturday, I got all excited. I ran out to grab some beer Friday afternoon for the show that I knew we were going to be doing the next day. And lo and behold, I see in the cooler pipe works and i'm like holy shit like is this about is this about to happen it's been a hot minute since
0: we've had any pipe works yeah and then of course i went up to dark lord day like three to four years ago and of
1: course the first thing i was asking for was do you have anything besides the ipas (laughs) like what else is there oh i
0: see they brought their pale ale to town awesome you guys
1: yeah and that was like that was one of the biggest disappointments to me i guess kind of going along with what you just said of overwhelmed because god damn it it's pipe works but wow the these were nothing but serviceable at best hazy ipas and pails and i could get better local stuff and that's why i'm glad i did not buy like the four pack of each one of them and just bought the one mixed pack and right. was like okay well i'm good there
0: and, and i feel like maybe we talked about this in our special one-off thing that we did but you know if I'm a brewery and I'm getting ready to move in or, or I'm having my distributor send some stuff into a market, I, I don't understand this idea of sending your middleest beer. You know, um, who was it that was in before Pipeworks that we made a big deal about? And it was their pale ale, uh, not big deal, but uh, 18th street, right? Up, yep. Also up in Chicago. Yep. So they brought their pale ale to town. Whoopee. Oh, they brought two pale, three pale ales. Okay, cool. Because that's something that everybody's chasing after, I guess. Maybe it's not selling in Chicago, so you got to move your extra product down here. Why
1: would you? Why would you want to go into a new market with weak sauce? Well, and you know, I also it, it makes you wonder too, like how little do some of these distributors maybe explain to some of these breweries? Hey, do you guys realize you're going into a town that has this kind of competition of Fresh local stuff.
0: It, you're you're making a lot of assumptions that the distributor actually knows what that other market looks like, as opposed to brewery says, "Man, I got all this extra pale ale. Can you do anything oh. with this?" And they're like, yeah. "Yeah, we'll push it down to one of our other markets, like Charlotte.
1: Yeah, they're a big beer town. They'll love it. Yeah. Oh no, I'm. I'm and 90%. they're not wrong because they probably sold all of it. Yeah, I'm ninety percent sure that's what happened. But you know what's not really happening? What's well, that? not really happening? Dogfish has not really been moving the needle since they got acquired by Boston Beer. I,
2: for one, am shocked, Shocked, I tell you. Right?
1: <laughs> you mean the Boston Seltzer Company
0: isn't doing a good job focusing on dogfish and beer?
2: <laughs> right. It's almost like being a big fish in a small pond and then getting absorbed by a big fish means you won't get another, like, you won't get the same attention paid.
1: Yeah. It's It's so, crazy. Uh, in typical good beer hunting fashion, a 500,000-word essay that does a pretty good job of explaining... One of the things that reading this did really shock me was the fact that 80% of what dogfish sells nationwide is either between Maine and Miami, basically. Wow. So, the East Coast. Miami. Yep, Maine and Miami. Not not the cities. I'm saying the East Coast. Like, literally, Maine and Miami. 80 80% Maine to, to Miami. Miami. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I thought Maine you said to made... And like they're making no, all their beer it. in Miami. No, I mean, Maine that's kind of a, to Miami. That's a, that's is, a weird choice, but okay. It's 80% of where they sell. So most of their shit doesn't even really do anything outside of the East Coast.
0: Which is super crazy. I mean, I know like there is some play out in the West Coast, but I also feel like Dogfish had lost their way. For a long time, they were really cool to, to pick. It was It was fun to pick up some of their one-off bombers and some of their interesting stuff. But then I don't know if it was because the bombers went out, if it's because Sam lost his groove. I don't know. They're just not they're not doing anything interesting anymore.
2: But they were back in the day when they were doing interesting things, they were a super premium product. Also yeah. true. You That's know, the other they thing. They were doing 120 minute IPA, worldwide stout uh, Fort, which is the like the world's oh, strongest yeah. fruit beer. Um, and and now they're focusing on value. Yes, that um, the, I don't care about their value stuff, man. I moved away from sixty minute a long time ago, and yeah. and I know that's not what they're talking about.
0: Well, they probably I, I know for a while they're one of their biggest sellers was that um, sequential yep. the black limon and that it, that beer's yeah. gross.
1: And they specifically actually called out those two beers of how used to be a couple of years ago those were two or three bucks above the average craft beer price for a six pack. And now they're like, well, it's just said, trying to align with Sierra Nevada, New Belgium and knock those prices down because they can't charge that premium anymore. I feel like we, we've been talking about that
0: coming for a while, you know, this this rush to drop your prices and, you know, beer costs money. I can't imagine, like, Worldwide Stout or 120 Minutes suddenly going to get cheaper. No, no, no. (laughs) They they, they
1: also did specifically say, nope, we're not touching those. They're saying at the same price. Yeah, we like making money. We're not
0: completely stupid. But, you know, again, I I guess when you're looking for that casual, you know, 12-pack purchaser, I guess you need to be at a price point.
1: I mean, I guess you do, but... Wells' point. Well, I shouldn't say that because I have actually within the last month bought a because it was fresh a six pack of 60 Minute.
2: How was it? Sure. It was
1: 60 Minute. I mean, it wasn't yeah. terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I'm still kicking myself because there was an even fresher uh, six, pack, a six pack of Two-Hearted, which I probably... A Two-Hearted. Would, Always Two-Hearted. Yeah. Should have picked it. But it was one of those where it's like I haven't tried dogfish in so long. You made the right move, I think. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but also, you know, that price point, like I actually noticed the price drop and I was like, huh, they're actually not trying to be big dickheads. Any- I mean, it's, I'm not trying to say they were intentionally being dickheads doing it, but.
0: But many breweries come out and price their beer high. And and it's, it's that psychology that Sculpin had of, oh, good you know, Lord we're $16.00. Yeah. Or a six-pack, which, I mean, consider where we are now for IPA. A $16 six-pack sounds pretty good most
1: times. If I'm not in a grocery store, yeah. That yeah. sounds fantastic. Yeah. Although, no, it, to be it, fair, I mean, you're talking a six about... a six-pack? I'm, I'm probably thinking more of a four-pack of tall boys You're also talking
0: about a, yeah, a four-pack of 16-ounce cans versus a six-pack of 12.72 and... Yeah. Anywho, you know, still... We're at that place now where you know some of these IPAs run fifteen, sixteen, eighteen bucks. Yeah. For a four-pack IPA, uh, you know, it, for a small brewery, it makes sense because beer costs money. For a big brewery, it feels like you're just taking advantage of us.
1: Right. Yeah. You're kind of price gouging me, but then at the same time, you know, <clears throat> I don't go to big box very often at all right. anymore. So when I am buying beer, I am buying it at a boutique store. So I'm basically paying that markup built into it, anyways. So even if I were to buy, excuse me, a six pack of sixty minute, it would just like I said, it happened to be at the HT. Saw it and was like, eh, fuck it. Let's let's roll the dice. Let's Every now and
0: then, you know, like I see some of those old beers that I've kind of abandoned and, and have that. You know, I bought a six pack of ninety minute. I don't know. It's probably been six months ago. It was mm-hmm. great.
1: Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Like, I miss Bitches Brew. Like, yeah. If, if, if you, if Wells today or tomorrow would text me and say, hey, you know what? I found a Bomber of Bitches Brew. I'd be like, where? Please snag me like five of them. That beer was fantastic. Dirtball. But haven't seen it and can't even tell you how long.
2: Guess you just aren't going to off the beaten path enough stores. Because I are I guess I'm not. They're out there. Where, didn't they can that? Uh, not to my knowledge. Maybe
0: there's there's something else that I saw recently that was like, oh, that's in cans now. You know, it was along the same line of, like, Boris and Big Bad Baptist. And I'm yeah. like, and Speedway Stout. And I'm like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. But I get it. I guess.
1: So, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if, if this rights their ship. Of course, they also have those little uh, cocktail can things that we've talked about in the past. Whoopee. Yeah, that everybody. So... You know they can pivot to that if beer doesn't work out for them I guess but then so when Sam Adams
0: the Boston quote unquote beer company officially goes all in and abandons all beer for a little bit of cider and a whole lot of seltzer and pre-mixed drinks and then that falls apart then what It's a good question. They, you know it's it's that it's that thing where they they keep like focusing on the new hotness ignoring the old thing and eventually when the new hotness wears off because trends do that, Yeah. you know, I mean, imagine if like Boston beer had converted 80% of their production to be like legit, like barrel aged sours, like remember when that was the big thing. Yep. Had they moved to that,
1: they'd be screwed right now. Yeah, absolutely. No questions asked. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Balls, any other thoughts on this one? Uh, this one was very interesting. This one was on our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Thank you to Shrieking Bigfoot. But apparently, the New Glarus Brewing shareholders have sued the CEO, claiming the CEO of New Glarus has been stealing money from them and committing Uh-oh.
2: fraud. Whoops. Yeah Yeah, this is this is a really big accusation They're saying that New Glarus management is Kind of self-serving uh, Not really Working on the You know, on behalf of the shareholders But, you know, more Wheeling and dealing for themselves So Where's the uh,
0: first time meme? <laughs> oh, you work for a business First time? Yeah first time.
2: So, it'll be very interesting to see how this shakes out because you're talking about one of the you know biggest regional breweries in the country suddenly coming under fire. I mean, it's got, you know, this, what, distributes to one state? Yeah, and still one state. That's it. Yeah, and that's that's really wild. Like, they can still have the amount of growth that they do yeah. dealing in just Wisconsin. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we'll see kind of how this all shakes out but so far so good it's uh it's not very good you know you're talking about a hundred million dollars you know yeah retained and just oh that's bad
1: yeah yeah and yeah especially again with one state and you're doing these shenanigans to begin with I don't know this is this has got some bad news written all over it are you okay they okay
0: I, I'm just I'm watching the the surface of this beer because it's like <laughs>
1: is it alive
0: no it's, it, it's not that it's just like it, it's I don't say oily but it's like it's, I don't know it's weird I'll show you in a second cool story okay.
2: bro hey Wells yes you wanna get high I I'm recording a show okay <laughs> you
1: mean you don't want tally around
2: Oh, so, yeah. uh, so we have talked about ad nauseum, uh, you know, wine and spirits being, you know, the big, eight hundred pound gorilla that's going to kill off beer as we know it. But cannabis manufacturers are now, you know, moving away from pre rolls and edibles and into uh, non alcoholic beer with THC in it. Okay,
0: so okay. Huh, Well,
1: that's interesting (laughs) Yeah I mean, the article does go on to make a fairly good point Where you Depending on the circles that you run with If, you know You were to roll up to somebody's house That does not partake And you just bust out your little kit And start rolling a blunt And everybody's looking at Even if it was legal People might be looking at you a little sideways Going, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? But if you just crack a beer It's got THC in it ain't nobody gonna know
2: and it is important to point out that these are legal non-alcoholic products as well Um, TTV does not take too kindly to uh, I mean you can't make an alcoholic beverage and have THC in it it's not an acceptable addition but if (laughs) if it doesn't have alcohol then I still though I mean just I would have to wonder how just a atrociously gross these
1: would taste I
2: don't know man I've had some atrociously gross beers before so well I mean shrug. It,
1: we all have but like are these things hopped are they carbonated are they just water basically with THC in it like I don't know I mean because if you are if you, to call it beer it's got to have the classic four ingredients so is this truly really a beer with THC
0: what's a beer anymore though I mean yeah, really
1: that's true yeah, is this just like a seltzer? S- S- yeah, this is ace flavored seltzer with THC in it. I mean, you know, again, is if
0: it's not beer, if it's got carbonation in it, I mean, that's about as close as you can get, I suppose. Yeah, not a lot of cider, I wouldn't think.
2: Not unless it's no, no. Oh god, that would be a really disgusting combo. THC infused apple juice. I mean, I guess if it was fall, it might work. I don't know. No, I'm not here for it. No, thanks. No, thanks.
1: It's just one of those things where, you know, I get it. I get why they're trying to do this because people don't like to do edibles. But here's the thing. If you've never done an edible before and you don't know the scaling of how an edible works, I don't know putting it in liquid is the best idea.
2: Well, it's going to be, you assume, like a, a smaller, more manageable, more... Sessionable amount. It's not like ah uh, yes. Oh uh, yes. well.
0: <laughs> Session THC. <laughs> well, we're what? gonna get that. Out. The, where, where's my triple THC? You know, like and the, the, copyright. The new, copyright twenty twenty one. The new arms race will be you know to like mimic all the styles. Like where's my where's my pastry THC beer? Triple dry budded.
1: <laughs>
0: where's my Belgian butt? There's
1: ad? your copyright twenty twenty one. Where's my Belgian butt at, bro? Uh, it's got that Belgian ester in it. I don't know, it's it's something interesting But it's, and we already know That like, the founder of Oscar Blues is doing this, Sweetwater's doing yeah. This, like a lot of these breweries are trying to Pivot towards this, and, you know we, We've
0: been talking for a while, or I shouldn't Say a while, we've been talking for close to seven Years, whatever the trend Is at the time, okay cool, but what's next I mean, clearly this Is what everybody thinks is going to be the next seltzer And
1: As legalization ramps Up, who knows,
0: yeah that it totally it could totally work in a way that could even have like less social stigma attached to it. Yeah. You know? It'll be interesting to see how it turns out what it tastes like. I think Can you get your white or wild cherry, you know, key lime. Right. Or or is salt. it
1: actually like do they throw some hops in it or do they barrel age it like <clears throat> some barrel age THC? I mean, I I would
2: think you'd barrel age the Right, the the, the before vessel before then, placing the THC and energy, then you yeah, dose but, it like in the serving tank or something. Right, or whatever. And then what
0: happens when people start shipping this to illegal states or not? You know what? You know what I mean? Yeah, the states where it's not legal.
2: Ooh, I mean, it's no different than it is now. I mean,
0: yeah, but I feel like there's there's a there's a so it's one thing to to ship alcohol and they can just confiscate that. I guess they do the same thing here, but. I don't know. THC still falls into that kind of like drugs thing. Whether it should or it shouldn't is beside the point.
1: But well, yeah. I mean, to your point, it still is Schedule One drug, so that's yeah. technically a federal offense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: technically, so is shipping alcohol because you're not paying
2: the third party. So yeah, you can only ship alcohol or beer to like 15 states, but yeah, or a lot fewer states than you. Anyway. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yes, we will.
1: But well, wait, there's more. Uh, so what's the City Brewing all about that I should care about?
2: So City Brewing is one of the largest uh, breweries in the country. They handle a lot of kind of off, off-brand kind of stuff. Like it's a lot of... Uh, like like Trader Joe's type like stuff? Contract, and Aldi? Bre- contract brewing okay. for, other, for other people. Okay, gotcha. So they just... Uh, Bought a brewery in California And they've been brewing there For a few weeks Um, It's been It's an old Pabst brewery Was that correct? Let me look But Basically it's going to get Oh it's a former Miller Oh Okay So yes from Pabst So we'll see uh how this
1: turns out. So was this like one of those places where not your father's root beer was not here, but like this was probably one of those companies that was behind some of that stuff. And no, no, this was separate. Okay. Um, well, I saw Pabst, and I know that Pabst
2: was really the ones that were behind not yeah, your fathers, but, and but Pabst bought this brewery from Miller Coors, and then I guess they decided to get out of the brewing game again. Sold this brewery to City. Gotcha. Um, I can't off the top of my head remember any brands that City brews because, I mean, I was just going through Untapped and it's kind of like, who the heck are a lot of these? I mean, it's a lot of super regional stuff, it's a lot of uh, malt liquors and, you know, fun things of that nature. So. Gotcha. Zwannee Day
1: is happening. Zwansee. Swansea Day. Cantillon's back. Yeah. Guess who's back? Twenty fifth? Back again. Oh okay, that's next
0: month. Yeah. Yeah. I have this mental block with August and September. I
1: always like Oh really complete the two?
0: Yeah. Like like if I was dyslexic about anything, it's August and September. I can't tell you why.
1: Lousy smirch weather.
0: I don't know. <clears throat> so, so where's uh so so uh in Brussels, yeah?
2: well worldwide worldwide okay cool 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 last uh last year uh zwanzee day i was forced to be in just europe uh this year it's back to being a worldwide event um it's like josh mr worldwide oh my god um i am super sad this year that there is nowhere doing zwanzee day within two hours of me really i would have really liked to go yeah they've The only reason i shared this is or this list is because it's well a in english uh b has some really good uh a lot of pictures but some really good background on kind of what it is but it does have the complete list of where uh every place pouring is located uh i've done two of these before one of them was planned that was at Flora. The other was I just happened to be in D.C. the day that it happened, and said, "Well, of course I'm going to go to this." Um, well, who wouldn't want to go to Tulamook, Oregon, and get you some Tulamook cheese while you're out there? I mean, I would.
0: Hey, man, that's just legit.
1: Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, their ice cream. No, I, I shouldn't because that sounds like the devil. It so is, it is,
0: well, so some of them have chocolate in it. Well, yeah, I but they a lot are, of ice cream does. It is the best
2: couple places that I recognize, um, of course, The veil vale, uh, in Richmond will be pouring it. The Whale, they just, you know, we had it on their, on our show a couple weeks ago about them having a Charleston location.
1: Hey, Kyle, did you hear that? The veil vale. I still haven't gotten that beer, you fuckhead.
0: Anyways, go on. <laughs> hi, hi, Kyle. Um, Thanks for supporting us by sending us beer. You can also support us on Patreon.com slash CraftBeerCast. Jeez. <laughs>
2: But other than that, like for North Carolina, we'll have to drive to beer study in Durham, a venue I've never been to. Um, still tempted, but I'll probably set this year out. So, uh, and it varies every year. Uh, if you guys haven't had like a Canteon beer before, uh, this the only is, ones I've ever had are the ones that you guys bring on the show. Right. Yeah. Well, Zwanzi is like just. A one-off. It varies every year. It all depends on, like, what blend they feel like putting together and sending out. And it's a really cool event in that it's, like, a worldwide tapping. Like, you know, they're it, supposed it, to tap the Swansea keg at the same time, no matter, like, where you are. And the rumor is, they police it so that if they find out that, you know, XYZ Venue tapped their keg, like, early uh, you get banned they get frozen out of future releases Hmm. so yeah it's considering like this is one hell of a day of business for these places that's not exactly a a hand that you want to bite
0: right that's also not an easy task to have something that could potentially be that awesome
2: yeah I mean that's that's also a I mean you're right not every single place you know is worthy of getting right Swansea
1: yeah.
2: So, yeah. Congrats to all the hosts. So uh, there are some barley
1: shortages that are going around because we've had some kind of crazy weather. This is this is why
0: I can't get grape nuts anymore. Yeah,
1: oh, damn it. Uh, so barley production, I I didn't know this honestly until I read this article. I honestly thought a lot of this shit came from maltsters overseas. I didn't realize how much production actually happened in the U.S. And it's down quite a bit
0: is it uh what is it weather that's causing the downswing or is it just a bad year
1: well it's it's kind of a combination of ground thawing too quick, like snow caps melting in some of these states, and the water not being able to stay in the stream, and then we got really hot in places that don't typically get hot in the summer, right,
0: right. like Charlotte never gets hot,
1: yeah, it never gets hot here ever oh. Uh, but you look at Idaho. Like, would you think Idaho would be hot in the summer?
0: I mean, it probably has the potential, but not typically.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: I mean, hot, hot is a relative term. It is. That's you know, true. But it, it's hot not to crops. How yeah, about that? Sure. It's not going to be Charlotte hot. Right. That's for damn sure.
1: But hot, two crops hot. And that's taken a lot of that yield away and, and dropped it down to the point where they're not getting the big bushels that they're used to and. You know, who knows at the end of the day if this is really going to affect us as consumers, but potentially could. Oh,
2: it will. Because um, you're looking at the, the top three largest barley growing states. Um, Idaho is forecast to be down 36% versus last year. Um, Montana is projected to be down 54%. Oof. And North Dakota down 37% from last year. So this is not like a little dip. Yes, This is is a dip. And this isn't even like a double digit dip. This is catastrophic and we as consumers will absolutely feel this.
0: Part of me wonders if there will be some conservatism on behalf of the brewers. Maybe you don't make as many experimental beers. I mean, I feel like there's a you know, it's kind of like when, when we talk about canned shortages and we talk about now barley shortages. I mean, I look at all the shelves and I'm like, there's a lot of wasted product out there. Yeah. You know, do you start finding better ways to utilize, to get better yields, to not just do something on a whim? Do we really need this much bush beer?
1: Or, I mean, <clears throat> to pick on craft breweries, do we need this random beer from new anthem because they can't release a single same beer constantly or do we need the same thing from burial that they can't release the same new beer maybe they just lock in a recipe for the next six months to a year and i understand why they do it well it works I mean, for their business model because but, it's a new can it's but, like a new pokemon you gotta but, catch every but, week but unfortunately though like you're gonna
0: continue to buy it you're just gonna pay more for it yeah i know you know my point is, You know like It'd be nice if everybody Could just like collectively say Hey look we understand The barley crop is bad As a brewing culture Across the United States Let's all like Find a way to Get 10% better Or 10% more efficient I, I would agree Or make 10% less Fluff That just goes And dies somewhere
2: I don't, I don't think It's an issue of Fluff Or expel Beer middle brews Or anything I mean It's An issue of ADV um, Because To to achieve you know higher gravity beers that's going to require more barley yeah and if you're facing a barley shortage what really needs to be done is saying like hey I know we all love 8% beers but barley shortage everything's going to be 5% for a while and who the hell wants that it just means we're going to have to pay more for wh- what we already want yep. Yep. so and uh Spoiler alert When those prices On the barley bushels come back down To earth I wouldn't really expect uh, Beer prices to do the same
0: No, because most yeah. people don't understand That barley prices went up Right. They just know that they get Increasingly higher costs and higher costs Now, what that does to somebody like Dogfish You know, who's trying to focus on their value brands
2: well, good. Who knows? Good for them Coincidence?
0: But, you know, if, <clears throat> if ABV becomes the issue, maybe that just means somebody like Divine Barrel can't make or doesn't make as many double IPAs or barley wines or imperial stouts.
2: Yeah, now they're getting me where I live. Right. I don't like that.
1: Yeah. That's no, no bueno. That's no bueno. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know about y'all, but I don't carry cash on me. Very good. I'm not a drug dealer. I don't hey. carry cash.
0: It's always good to have some backup just in case you never know the rarity that I have cash you never me? leave the house so it doesn't matter
1: well true but even when I do the rarity that I have like even if I go to a con like I'm hopefully going to a concert by the next time we record I will not have cash in my wallet I will have zero cash dollars it will all be on my debit cards and you're all pulling out cash so I'm the cash Counting my thirty four dollars okay yeah nope Um, And I mean, don't even have my wallet on me, but zero dollars.
0: Yeah, and and again, like I don't two hundred (laughs) and (laughs) twenty. Yep. Hey, what's (laughs) that over there? (laughs) Well,
2: somebody going to be waiting for me in the parking lot. (laughs) The parking lot. Well, the the
1: whole point of this is, and they say it's not because of COVID. Mm, Part of me says it is, but Packer Stadium is going. Contactless or cashless, basically. Sure. So, in other words, you're not going to have a dude ro- roaming down the aisle saying, beer here, beer here, beer yeah. here. Handling a
0: bunch of money. Yeah. Here's handle- their change. Try to pass it back. Right. It,
1: yeah. It's all about now you get your pass ass. Pass my up. phone
0: down to somebody so they can.
1: No, th- that will just not exist. It's get your ass up to the concourse, come back down to your seat. But, oh,
0: so no more roaming.
2: Right. No yep. more roaming. Oh, I got to walk
0: to get my cheap, uh, my cheap ass but yet terribly expensive
2: beer. Right. Ugh what the heck like why you know okay I understand they don't want to be sending a whole bunch of like cash who knows where that stuff's been but why can't somebody just you know pass their credit card down the aisle yeah that's a great idea
1: oh hey, hey hold on oh no this isn't my credit card scammer that's on my wallet my wrist itched it's really bad oh, I'm sorry here you go
2: yeah that was yeah. kind of what I was thinking too like yeah well why don't they do that oh yeah because it's the worst idea that I've heard in a minute <laughs> right
1: exactly and Let's face it. Most venues are getting to this point,
2: anyways. Just as society is kind of, or had gotten to this point. I, I can't tell you the last time I went to a. I, I've never been to a Panthers game where I could buy beer from a, a a vendor in the aisle. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think that's a thing. Well,
1: so, so lo- okay, but here's the thing, right? So if you want to do this, you're also talking about a team that was founded in the early '90s. The Packers have been around since the fucking 1800s. That's fair. Yeah. If you're
0: gonna do this i understand i get it it makes things simpler you got less cash handling there's probably way less theft you know great great good good awesome so help me this better work for everybody though i don't want any of this bullshit where it's like oh it's only samsung pay and like google pay but not apple pay like it needs to be everybody it does i agree it needs to be everybody and it needs to work yep because there are some stores i go into and they're like oh yeah we take google pay and i'm like cool but it why won't Okay, try it again. Nope. Okay, try it again. Nope. You know, and it won't work.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, here's as much as you pick on my phone, the Apple environment, that was the one thing that I was severely so pissed off about from moving from a Samsung phone that worked basically everywhere. Yeah. And then this thing barely anywhere. Like It's like having American Express. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. I can use it here? You
0: could tell everybody how cool you are that you've got American Express. They're like, cool, can you pay for dinner? No. No.
1: Can you? Is it okay if you do? Yeah, I'll 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 pay you back. I'll Venmo you. (laughs) I'll Venmo. I'll pay Mo you. But, I mean, that was one of the most frustrating things. So, yeah, I would agree. This needs to work across the board for everybody. Or if you're card i guess is tap and pay but i haven't seen very many debit i've seen credit cards but not very many debit cards that are just tap and pay in most places cards. that
0: take credit card tap and pay take phone tap and pay so again like
1: yeah it, it i i like the technology
0: i understand the idea i'm behind I'm, I'm secure i'm comfortable with it it just needs to work for everybody you yeah. know in this like oh well it only works here it only works like get your shit together yeah Oh wait, sorry. You've got Boost Mobile. We don't take them here. Like, come on,
1: get out. Uh, sorry for all the. So, by the way, dear listener, all of these articles that are going to be posted. These, basically, the way I shape the show is this is like the essay show because we're all <laughs> sober enough to talk about. Right, it. and then show two is all like the one headline, <laughs> title shows. Uh, so, Wells, I honestly... This was the one I did not get a chance to read. So, I'm going to lean on
2: you for this one. Oh, boy. Because uh, I read it, what, a week ago? Yeah, a week ago. Uh, so, people had to get really creative in terms of getting their beer out to market in 2020. I did read this one. Oh, good. Yeah. So, you aren't going to have to lean on me anymore. There you go. Continue, Josh.
1: Yes, yeah, so... Um, He's strong now. He's not not strong.
2: <clears throat> there is a certain old co
1: host from the show that used to uh, run a arguably gray market, let's call it website where you could perhaps swap beers. It was announced that it shut down today. So it's not that big of a deal anymore. Uh, there have been a lot of these beer festivals that had to go virtual because COVID times last year, and you were able to buy beer that technically did not have the rights to distribute in This, like, this state is a prime example. Um, I don't remember what beer fest it was off the top of my head, but I saw one of them because I got it in my email. And there was, like, a bunch of beer that it was shit. I could not get anywhere near here. And I'm like, how are you guys getting that stuff here? Yeah. And this, again, good beer hunting article goes on to explain that... Ooh, that's a lot of scrolling. Yeah. Long story short, we... Failed at keeping up with these laws of direct to consumer shipping for the 21st century. Because let's face it, if I want back then, if I wanted to be able to buy a four pack of El Segundo's Broken Skull IPA before it was everywhere on the face of the planet.
0: Well, you know, when it was still made in California.
1: Yeah, when it was still made in El Segundo. I am an of age adult. I should be able to pay my taxes and I should have been able to legally purchase a four-pack or whatever of that beer and legally get it shipped to my door but because of the three-tier system and how wonky it is and then you add on top of that you're trying to mail this stuff it really gets super great there's only like 13 states that can legally do direct to consumer shipping for beer now wine Seems like the door has been kicked wide open for that Yeah uh, But not beer and definitely not liquor Yeah, so beer and liquor are, are still in two weird kind of gray spots But somehow wine, like, I can remember one year for because Christmas Because that's
0: civilized, Josh Civilized <sighs> Fuck off
1: I mean, I, I do remember for Christmas one year, like I bought the wife a bunch of nice bottles of wine on sure. Amazon Sure,
0: but you can also buy a bunch of nice bottles of bourbon Or a bunch of nice beers you can also buy a bunch of trash beer, you know, just like you can buy a bunch of trash whiskey yeah. or vodka or, you know, Chibi McCheeperson or you can buy box wine, you know, like I'm with you. Like, I don't understand why wine gets a pass, but yeah, I don't they get have that. They must
1: have more convincing lobbyists. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me because there's one that, uh, I don't know if either, I'm assuming both of you have heard of it's Taver Taver. I don't know how the yeah. fuck you say it, whatever. Or,
0: yeah. I know a couple of people that use it, and they rave about it because you can get all kinds of stuff on it. Yeah, Divine, I think Divine's had some stuff on there before.
2: <laughs> yeah, there are a couple breweries locally that do that. So, I mean,
1: technically, like, you could buy beer that is outside of your market, which, I mean, it's our dream, right? Like, I want to be able to buy this stuff from Fremont or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to have to go through a mule yes. and it's breaking and that potential because bottles can break. I
0: I buy stuff from revolution and then I have to pre coordinate with Jason to figure out who's going to be the proxy to go pick up for me. And then they sit at Jason's house until such time that we can find a way to link up. And so once a year or so (laughs) I get this like giant box crate palette of, of revolution beer. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. I slowly bought this over the year because this is kind of embarrassing. Right. Also, I'll be drunk for the next three years.
1: <laughs> but I mean, how nice would it be if you oh. could just pop on a rev site and yeah, say, oh, hey, I want this and just ship it to my house? Yep. Yeah. And now, granted, most uh, going a little bit further on the articles, because we've obviously stated it's a very kind of not legal thing in a lot of states and it's a very gray area. Most attorney generals, attorneys general, attorneys general. Attorney General's. Yeah. No. attorneys General. I, I know.
0: <laughs> you sons of bitches.
1: <laughs> they are not going to sue me. They're not going to sue Wells. They're not going to sue Jeff for ordering a case of beer. But we've also, on the show, covered stories that people have gotten sued by their state's AG because they were not just ordering a case of beer. They were ordering multiple cases of beer and then reselling it, basically like they were a distributor without yeah, having see, license. That, that's... I mean that's dumb. Not that I want to like
0: split hairs of when it's okay to break the law and when it's not okay to break the law, but I feel like if you're turning around and selling, you're really inviting you you're know, inviting like, trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's asking for
1: it. It is. It is. But, you know, long story short, this article just goes on to say how did these beer festivals, you know, be able to pull off this box of beer that got shipped to your house that you shouldn't have legally been able to and they all said, um, no comment. No comment.
2: No comment. No comment. I mean, it's legal until they get popped, right? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, pretty much. You can keep on murder until somebody catches you. Yeah. But, you know,
1: I, I, I do feel like the industry, both in the liquor side and the beer side, has been failed by the three-tier system not trying to keep up, where, again, is... Well, they don't know,
0: they don't have any incentive to keep up. Because once you start direct shipping to consumers, you're cutting the third tier out.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Unless
0: they were to suddenly somehow take over the middle of it. Hey, that's then,
1: fine. You know what? Set up this fucking middleman system to where okay. I buy something, it all has to go there first, and then get shipped to me. Fucking so, cool. So then, okay. You, so they using, become Amazon. No,
0: no. But then the problem is, though, to your example, I buy from Revolution. It goes to the third-party holding company in the, in the tier, right? The, the distributor, if you will. Who adds their markup Who then ships it to the North Carolina uh, Distributor Who puts their markup on it it. And then I pay shipping on top of that And suddenly you know The beer's costing double what it would have anywhere else And so what's going to happen is Nobody's going to want to pay those high prices And they're just going to go back to The cheap motives and the cheap ways Which is why people are out there eating horse dewormer But that's beside the point
2: Yeah (laughs) That's true um. This is, I mean, it's a failure of uh, beer and of spirits. Uh, I mean, spirits I can understand a little bit more. That's you've got much more restrictive laws on that, but beer, you know, we we should have been able to get this past, get the same direct shipping and incentives that that wine does. Um, the problem is. The wine industry, you know, has had a multi-decade head start on the beer industry in terms of this very technology or this very, well, just shipping in general. Um, we had a show on just a couple of weeks ago, or, God, we had a story a couple of weeks ago about, what was it, Idaho.
1: Um, yeah, how much money they were actually, their, their beer... The breweries were paying to the wine.
2: Yeah, beer breweries were paying to the the winemakers guild. That's not right. No, that's not at all. And I'll, I'll enter the bullies. Fuck wine. I I I'd, I'd venture to say that this is you know Idaho was not a one off example. That's probably no, probably not. I mean, it's an extreme example, but you know, every state has so much better wine shipping practices than beer and that's a shame
1: yeah absolutely it needs to get fixed but what can we do to fix it i mean jeff's jeff's example is probably pretty spot on of if i order from rev rev ships ships it to their distro market it then has to get put into the North Carolina distro market. Is it above the ABV? Oh, sorry, I'm gonna have to ship it back because oh, oh, but that's a restocking fee.
0: And so. I'd be willing to bet that in most of those cases, those third party people that are taking their cut aren't doing a thing. They're definitely not. Nah, not at They're, all. they're not doing anything other than being the legal loophole to make it happen. Yeah, and that's that sucks.
1: It does. Well, dear listener, that was a almost hour long news segment. I think I'm ready for a break.
0: I feel like they're all gonna be ready for a break with how much we're throwing at them for these like three episodes. But.
1: Right. All right. We'll be back in thirty. Time to provide no buy? No. Yes. How does that work?
0: Uh, we're, we've been drinking beer and we're going to tell you if we would buy it or not buy it. Very simple, very straightforward. Uh, and at the end, we will tell you if we would tap something. Basically, what's our favorite beer of the show? Uh, these are coincidentally tonight um, all beers that we have provided. That's how things usually roll. We provide the beer for our show. We don't take sponsors. We're not interested in, you know, being. Uh, being pressured to say something about a product that we don't necessarily believe in. Um, So, you know, we give you very honest feedback here. Uh, Along those lines, if you ever want us to try any of your beer in your market, uh, slide into Josh's DMs at cbcast, or you can email us, contact at craftbeercast.com, or either of the social medias that you hear. uh, We're always happy to get that kind of stuff and put it on the show. Uh, Sometimes it's good. Yeah, sometimes it's not.
1: Sometimes it's really not.
0: Yeah, like somebody threw us a coffee sour, and I'm like, "Why is this in the world?"
1: But at <laughs> why, any rate, why are you a thing?
0: Yeah. So, um, jumping right in, uh, our first beer tonight is from Burial, and this is a very un-Burial looking can. Yes, it add. is.
2: Now that you say that, it's Burial.
0: Yeah, it's like wrapped, which is new for them.
2: Yeah, it's got a very bright. Uh, color scheme
1: yes it is even called bright ah
2: and there's not murder and death on it well Well, there's a skull
1: there's a skull but
0: and a crown of thorns maybe i don't know um anyway this is uh oh cool it's one of those labels that you can easily uh pull the little zippy thing on the side and pull the label off if you want to recycle it nice just fyi cool um anywho uh this is bright an italian style pilsner uh, which I found quite delicious and refreshing uh, especially since it's stupid hot outside right now so uh, I would buy this actually I really I I don't I didn't know that I liked Italian Pilsners until divine barrel put theirs out that I'm like oh this is really good now if I see one I definitely would order one and buy one and I would buy this one
2: wells um, I like it it is light it does have like a little bit of honeydew going on to it which I would Didn't remember uh, when I had it on draft or didn't catch or whatever, but um, it's good. It's very much atypically burial, so that's why. Josh.
1: So while I was off, Mike, we were discussing this style and people were saying, this isn't a bear style. If you were to technically classify this, you would just say this is what, like a German pills that's been a little overhopped? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is damn good. This is yummy, delicious. Uh, again, as we've discussed, it's stupid hot in Charlotte right now, so yeah, I thoroughly enjoy this. This is a big, huge fight. Jeff, next beer up.
0: Uh, next beer up from Divine Barrel, Ribbon Reflector, uh, West Coast IPA with uh, Citra Chinook and uh, Columbus. Six is 06 percent. Uh, you know, this is good. It's a it's a very light West Coast IPA. It's uh, like almost uh, pilsner clear. Like it was very, very, very clear. Um, It was good. I liked it. Um, I would buy this if this is the only IPA they have. Uh, This is not my favorite IPA that they make. Um, But I still enjoyed it. So I would buy it.
2: Wells? I mean, it's a West Coast IPA from Divine Barrel. The floor is pretty high. Um, And, you know, bonus points for. Working a little fish reference makes always makes me happy to see uh, Divine Barrels naming conventions. You know, name dropping bands or songs or whatever that that I enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's it's Divine Barrel West Coast IPA. It 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 can only suck like so much. This one does not suck. Um, this is a buy. This is very enjoyable and. I I keep buying these four packs. Somebody stop me. (laughs)
1: Nope. Nope. Josh. Uh, So, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Like we said, this isn't definitely one of the uh, up there, like, echelon of their West Coast IPAs, but it's still good. I'd definitely buy it, but there's more that I would buy ahead of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if if this one in, like, Technique Sweater is still in the fridge, I'm I'm probably going to get Technique Sweater. Right. And again, like, if... If the worst thing I can say about it is I'd rather have one of their other IPAs To Wells's point, that's still a pretty high floor mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I'm not going to be mad if that's the only thing they have on Yeah, I'll be glad that they just have something You know, for sure And they'll have that I'll be like, oh yeah, this is good It's good, I like it Next beer up Next beer up from High Branch uh, This is called McGill Avenue A hazy IPA um, Was not a fan of this It's a little too soft for me yeah I, I you know me when S-A-W-F-T, it comes to these like it's 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 very it like there's there's hazy ipas and then there's these that are kind of closer to that like New England like super thicky style but it's just it's a little too soft for me so uh no
2: buy wells um it's decent there's nothing wrong with it I mean Jeff's kind of right there It is a soft boy um, And a a lot of this I mean it tastes like I don't know I I think they could have gone a little heavier on the hops Because I'm still getting a lot of the water treatment uh, Stuff out of it Uh, I can't believe it I'm going to no buy it as well With Jeff Josh Y'all crazy This isn't that bad what's well, well, not that bad it's just not that good it's just that swat.
1: i mean honestly so when we did the episode this was the first beer i had and then i had those four pipework beers i would go back to this all day long over those four pipework beers that i had well, and i yeah, know you didn't even that have them. it also says a lot about those four spears. well yeah very true uh, i don't i, I like the hot profile in this it is it is a little on the watery side it is a little soft whatever you want to call it but i still there's definitely some hops there on Kind of the middle. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, so I would absolutely buy this beer. Cool. Uh, the beer that I know Jeff probably hated the most that I've, I'll bring on in a while. Next beer up. No, no, no. Oh. No.
0: I, I didn't hate this one at all. Um, also from High Branch, this is called Peanut Butter Baseline, uh, a milk stout with peanut butter. Um, this may be one of my two most favorite smelling peanut butter beers ever. It smells fantastic. The... The nose on it I mean like it's just it is so rich it is so sumptuous and inviting and then I take a sip of it and like nothing's there like if you're going to deliver that peanut butter aroma I need some more of that peanut butter flavor and that's weird for me to say because I don't care for peanut butter beers but I just like I just feel like this was like all flash and no substance I, and, and I say that meaning really just The peanut butter part The the beer itself is fine It's a milk stout You know it's fine I I don't have any issue with that Um, I I would maybe buy A couple of these If the peanut butter Was more prominent In the actual beer itself But as it stands right now uh, I'm a no buy I don't hate it though Like it's not It's not terrible I don't hate it It's just not really What I was hoping for I just feel like Every time I would go To drink one of these I would just be kind of like Where's the peanut butter Yeah Going going through that whole thing again I don't want to be like Dropping like Spoonfuls of peanut butter In my beer Because that's gross Wells
2: Wells yeah, that's definitely how you get a weird floaties or shitty head retention. Not potato chips? Not potato chips. Of course not. Um, it's fine. I would have liked a little bit more uh, milk stout coming out of this. Uh, Jeff, you're right, man. This thing is screaming peanut butter on the nose. Then when you get down to it, it's like, well, this is a serviceable milk stout. And there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's nope. just I think that somebody dialed up the aroma too much and then <coughs> forget to. It's like, a, it's
0: the play action fake, right? Like you think they're going to do one thing, and like, oh no, it's a, it's a pass play. It's a pass yeah, play. Oh. Okay, which you know is good. We scored first down. Okay, great.
2: Um, it. God, it's a a squeaker, but I'm gonna have to know by it. I don't I don't hate it by any means. I don't even not like it. It's just it presented itself like a certain way. And then just kind of disappointed me, Josh. So as the resident peanut butter Homer on the show
1: over when I, when I saw it, of course I had to buy it. And you know, the fact that it's not sweet baby Jesus or some of the other peanut butter beers that I brought on here that are kind of like overly fake tasting peanut butter. This actually tastes like a natural peanut butter. Like I, put my spoon in the jar had to mix it up and it's not full of sugar and all that other shit you guys are right it does have a really good smell to it but the taste isn't quite there on you know once you actually taste it you're like well there's some peanut butter but I think if they dialed this thing up just a touch more with some, with some peanut butter this would be one of my all time favorite beers hands down
0: it it definitely has a lot of potential.
1: It really does, and I, I mean definitely one again. Like I would try it again. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. If anybody at High Branch is listening, this is a little bit more peanut butter, and I I would have a fucking keg of this delivered to the house. Without being said though, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna buy it because it's just right there. Yeah. That that play action actually is a really good description of this beer. Yeah. Uh, Final beer up.
0: Final beer up uh, from Resident Culture and Burial collaboration between the two. uh, filed this under the... uh, Yes, we are not running out of beer names. This is the Paradox of Alternating Minds. A double pastry imperial stout. Um, Bottle says imperial pastry stout with toffee, potato chips, toasted peanuts, vanilla and cacao nibs. And I mean this is freaking delicious it, it uh where i was remarking uh, at one point because the the head on this like there's no it's not that there's no carbonation there's just no head on this and what is there is very oily looking and it we were kind of talking off mic like that has to be the potato chips um it is everything that it says it is it is and it all works together. It is what it says it is. And, and again, it's like, I feel like now of all of these crazy burial beers we've had as of re- of late, they're like three for four with me. You know, like stuff that, especially stuff that I look at, I'm like, there's no way that's going to work. And then they freaking stick the landing. And this is another just like, this is just really, 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 really good. So I'm a big buy on this.
2: Wells? I um had, saw, had Liz pick this up before. Uh, I was out of town And so Three bottles are coming my way But I'd never even tried it I had no idea this had potato chips in it Until uh, You Tonight Until tonight Yeah And Damn if it Didn't work out Incredibly well um, Just the saltiness of it uh, Really helped to accentuate and exaggerate a lot of the sweet flavor which means you didn't have to go full pastry uh, you know just a little bit of salt will you know help kind of make that that sweetness stick out a little bit more. This was really good this was surprisingly balanced um, this was solid I can't believe that a beer with potato chips in it ever uh, worked out but here we are it's a bye. Josh.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of those. <clears throat> when Jeff read the ingredients, I'm like, "No, nah, that th- this had to be a beer I didn't try, right? Like, you just forgot to pour this or something, because this just sounds like it's gonna be a mess." And no, it's not. Damn, Burial. Damn, Resident Culture. Uh, wow. This. I mean, well, this was something you set off mike and i would agree with it even though it's weird because it does kind of fuck with the head retention of having the chips in it because it does create that weird surface oil maybe just throw some salt in it but it still works it's still delicious this is fantastic this is an absolute huge buy so jeff it's time for i tap that how does that work again
0: uh what's our favorite beer um you know I, i could see myself really crushing a bunch of that italian pilsner but I mean, I feel like we're all kind of in the same place. That paradox of alternating minds is uh, our alternate minds are in sync on this one.
1: I would agree with that.
2: Yeah, same. Yeah. It's it's because you want it that way. Lean sweet.
1: Yeah, it was damn good, damn damn good. Uh, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Uh, again check us out on the interwebs go to
0: craftbeercast.com uh, find links to all of our socials again if you want to send us beer reach out to us that way if you want to support us uh, like financially you're more than welcome to patreon.com slash craftbeercast we've got a link on the website too uh, thanks for doing all of that thanks for all of you for listening tell a friend you know is another way to just get the word out there um, this is episode 399 which means the next one is 400 and so we have these weird like Oof. almost like like twice a year we have these weird milestones because we do, you know, a little over 50 episodes a year, most likely, uh, most often. So, you know, every couple years we get like a big hundred whatever, but then we also have like our, our, you know, year anniversaries, which are always fun too. So, yeah, you know, thanks for sticking with us. Um, meanwhile, uh, hit Josh up at, at CB cast at all the wells for wells on all the social medias. At Josh you guys BC on twitter yeah, don't yeah, forget yeah, about our subreddit yeah, slash subreddit.
1: r slash craft beer cast don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice and other than that we will talk to you guys next thursday